Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast it's joe marino and kyle krabs we're your host chris schubert floating around producing this thing we're all from the draft network and we're brought to you by bet online which is the number one spot for all your sports wagering information they have everything they've got the nfl college football but it's a lot more than that they've got boxing combat sports tennis Golf, Major League Baseball, you name it, you can find it over at Bet Online on a very simple to navigate website that you can check out on your desktop or your mobile device. We do have a deal for you. You sign up today, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code BLEAV50. That's B L E A V 50. It's Bet Online and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy, uh, man, National Monday. Thank you. Happy, did happy did you look at the? Did you happy look at the National inventory? Monday Day, bro? This is the worst one we've had. Uh, I almost said this. Happy National um, Techies Day to you. you. You brought us in today with a purpose, like somebody lit a fire under your rear end with that grumbling guys being dudes. I appreciated guys. that. Guys yeah. came in with a purpose here. Yeah. Little um, little administrative uh, draft dudes behind the music for you all. We are recording during overtime of Packers Patriots. And we say that with full transparency Go Pack Go! <laughs> for if we find out that there's a tie because they've each now had one possession oh. and the pa- the Packers now have the ball again t- backed up inside their own territory and like I'm not dismissing the possibility of a tie here. With, with and if Chris we get Schubert. that reaction on the show it would make it worth it that we're recording at this window. With Chris Schubert, the lover of ties himself. Huge tie fan. Happy Victory Monday to you, Joseph. I know you're celebrating a Victory Monday. You know I am celebrating a Victory Monday. Yes. I'm, si- I'm sitting here about halfway through the one o'clock slate. I'm like, man, we might, nobody on the show might be <laughs> celebrating Victory Monday. I wasn't planning and I, on I was it getting the first ready to quarter. come in and be like, guys, how often do you think it's going to happen that none <laughs> of the three of us are going to celebrate a Victory Monday? And I'm the only one. So I'll go get piped. Brother. But Brother. congrats to wins on both you guys. Welcome to Club Dub, and, and I hope you guys enjoy your stays. I'm, uh, I'm a little envious sitting on the outside this week. Chris, didn't catch really anything from that Jets-Steelers game except for Zach Wilson's touchdown reception. So can I know Kenny Pickett came in, 10 of 13, three picks. I know he had a couple of rushing touchdowns. What can you tell us real quick about Kenny Pickett's uh, NFL debut? Yeah, you could tell it energized the fan base in the building. They were done with Mitchell Trubisky. It was over. They wanted to see bad. no more of that just offense being stuck in mud. Now, I will tell you, it didn't get a lot better with Kenny Pickett into the in the game, but it did get better. He was moving more. He was taking what was given to him, and they mentioned it on the broadcast. It felt like he was playing with the sense of, I'm new around here. I'm just going to do what feels comfortable to me, and there was no stress about it where you kind of feel that way with Trubisky. The three picks... 
it, they're really not all his fault. The first one, he, th- he throws up not a great ball, but Chase Claypool gets his hands on it. It gets tipped to a defender. The second pick is one that goes through his defender's hands, uh, through his through his receiver's hands right to a Jets defender. And the third one was a Hail Mary at the end of the game that the Jets pick off. So it's not mm-hmm. like he's out here slinging it around and Jets are jumping routes all over the place. That was not what happened. But listen, it's exciting, I think, for Steelers fans because they feel very optimistic about the way things are going. Kenny Pickett threw, threw the ball in his debut in the second half. And the ball did not hit the ground once. Yeah, it's it like not. a Tom Brady that's the, practice. That's the you know? biggest thing to take away. Kenny threw the ball 13 times and never threw a pass that was not caught. It's impressive. Is he going to start next week against the Bills? Has Tomlin has committed to. to that? He has to be at this point. Yeah, but do All we, right. we want to run that train against the Buffalo Bills? In Buffalo? Nobody circles the wagons start? like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> your first start on the road in Buffalo? Uh, Bills played three road games and one home game to start the year? Steelers are know. who we thought they were, though. <laughs> right. Uh, your dudes. That's what we're doing here on the show. Your yes, dudes. And we you, have Chris. a mock draft to react to here on the show. Yeah. I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to make it as any of your guys' dudes this week. He certainly right. wouldn't make my list uh, if I was going to pick a quarterback from that game. So, uh, Joe, why don't you present your list first? How about that? All right. I got four dudes for you. Two from the college ranks. Two from the NFL ranks. My college dudes. Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs. Big game in the win over Arkansas. My other college dude, Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College. Massive day with a big win over Louisville for Boston College. And the NFL had to go with Jordan Poyer. All pro po, two picks, two very meaningful picks, and the oh, Bills win over the Ravens. Oh. How about Saquon Barkley, running back Giants, put it on him. Big-time performance in the uh, Giants' third win of the season. The 3-1 Giants. That's running back and quarterback Saquon Barkley to you, Joseph. Please be be respectful. (laughs) Insane. Insane. So I had to to get those guys as my dudes this week. Let's talk about Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Man, like, just about every question I possibly had on Jameer Gibbs, like, through the first what, five games that Alabama has played? He's provided an answer, right? And, and if he keeps on this trajectory for the rest of the season, I'm, I'm kind of getting behind the Kamara-type player. I'm getting behind the Aaron Jones-type player for Jameer Gibbs, and that's obviously a very exciting development. And he put the offense on his on his back with Bryce Young out in the second half of that contest. And... Uh, really impressive performance. I believe I saw the list of 200-yard rushers in the last 15 years or whatever for for Alabama, and then there's like seven guys who have done it, and Jameer Gibbs joined the list. Touchdown runs in the fourth quarter of 72 and 75. And, and they needed it, right? Like Arkansas was not going down without a fight. Bryce Young leaves the game, and Gibbs hits – multiple explosive games, including two 70-plus yard touchdown runs in the fourth quarter. I'm guessing there's a lot of college running backs that are very good that never had multiple 70-plus yard touchdown rounds in their career, let alone in the same quarter in a in a big, big road win for the Tide. Yeah, and, you know, he he's still very much a home run hitter style of runner, yeah. but the fact that the workload is has increased and – you know, they, they've got a couple of the backs there that are, are kind of getting into the action, but 
he's leaving very little doubt that he's the best offensive weapon that Alabama has at their disposal this year. Yeah. Yeah. 20 touches from that game, 226 yards, two touchdowns. Another another one of my guys, Zay Flowers, Boston College. Man, big win over Louisville. I know that we're talking about a couple of unranked teams. Neither are overly impressive, but Boston College was a team that I thought would be better than what they've shown so far this year. Um, and, you know, Zay Flowers is kind of always that player that you expected to be part of the equation when things are going right. Five catches, 151 yards, two touchdowns against Louisville, and and just like some insane plays, like big-time ball skills down the field, some crazy plays with the ball in his hands. This was what – if you're into Zay Flowers, if you're buying in on the skill set, that's why. Like he showed you. That that was the microcosm. That's the that's the game where you, you say – that's a resume game, right? That's the word I'm looking for, resume games in terms of this is – the package and he made some explosive plays and that's what Zay Flowers done so far this year. And man, he's really grown a lot over the last few years for Boston college. I am in support of Zay Flowers being one of Joe's dudes simply for the tweet that the BC football account put out when he scored the, the long touchdown on Saturday, which was um, October showers bring Zay flowers. Yeah. It was money. An elite tweet. 12 out of 10 tweet. Great job by the Correct. social department. Yeah, there were a couple good tweets this weekend. Joe, NFL side of things. Yeah, I had to get I had to get Jordan Poyer in there. Uh, four interceptions. He's no, played no, no, three no, games. No, 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 no. It's it's all pro po. All, all pro po. Yeah, all pro po. Excuse that's uh, I'm I'm new to the mafia, so yeah. I'm, I'm not initiated with the mafia, so I was unfamiliar with that that lingo. But uh, you you've set the table for us here to talk about all pro po. Part of me thinks you're not going to be invited in. Just a guess, though, on my part. Just I don't think you're going to be welcomed. With open open invitation for Kyle. Open in. invitation for Kyle. I don't think he's receiving that. Might have burned uh, some bridges last week on that one. Nah, but no, nah, we we were happy for you. Um, we <laughs> wait, burning bridges. We might have to get Ocean involved. Please be careful. Okay, yeah. guys. Okay, yeah, that was I'm, last week, I'm, and I wasn't it, part of that nonsense. So. You know, we we the the Bills Mafia woke up and saw that it was sixty and rainy and said we prayed for times like these, right, right, instead of ninety five and sunny. So they got crushed. They, yeah, come on, it's in the past. The Kuna Matata, jeez, big big day for Jordan Poyer. Two interceptions. Obviously, Bills were kind of reeling early, down twenty to three. I didn't think the Bills are going to win the game, and and. They needed plays on defense to get it done. Uh, one of them coming at tip pass that Jordan Poyer was able to settle under, but obviously the big play, fourth and two. Uh, Harbaugh decides to go for it there and said it's a tie ball game, 20 to 20. As a Bills fan, I was happy that he went for it because, you know, the Bills' success in one score games, kind of putting the pressure back on the offense, hitting a kick in, you know, wet, breezy conditions. Jordan Poor came up with that interception on the fourth and two and gave the Bills the the ball at the 20 instead of the two if it would have just been a regular incompletion. So big play in the game, obviously, and, and the Bills come out on top of uh, a hard-fought game. Hard-fought game to get to three and one. You're, you're being modest. Uh, came back from three scores down to win that football game and in large part, you know, the defensive adjustments that Buffalo made and, and obviously Jordan Poyer with uh, his play in the end zone being a big part of that. So this is a huge win uh, between a couple of playoff caliber teams in, in Buffalo and Baltimore and showcased uh, in the rain on Sunday. 
Let's say Saquon Barkley. 31 rushes, 146 yards, two catches, 16 yards. It's the most carries he's ever had in an NFL game. Highest ever previously was 27. Uh, fourth highest rushing total for his career. And obviously this was a meaningful game with both quarterbacks going down for the Giants winning. I know that we could th- – nobody's looking at the Giants at 3-1 and one and saying this is a playoff team or anything like that. But you know what? They're winning some ball games. They're doing what they have to do. And I, I just I, – I'm happy for Saquon after the injuries that he's been through. He's on pace for over 1,600 yards and over 450 receiving yards. Does that does it end that way? I don't know. But I'm just happy for him and the way this season has started and, and obviously uh, the Giants being able to find these wins early on and, and create some momentum under this Brian Dable era. So what's – before we talk about Saquon, what's the ceiling for the Giants' win-loss total right now? <laughs> we keep doing this, right? <laughs> like this is – it's four weeks and we've kind of we've been down this rabbit hole multiple times. Yeah. Uh, it's like every time we talk about it, you probably juice it another one to two wins. <laughs> they they probably got to I mean, I don't think I thought of this team as more than a three to five win team. They've got three through four games. And they, here's what they still have left on their schedule. Two games against the Commanders. They have the Seahawks, the Texans, the Lions as teams that you might look at as potential victories. They play the Colts at the end of the season, and who knows what they're going to be at that point. So there are a couple. Their next two are against the Packers and Ravens, so I'm not really sure we want to rush to the win total. Did they win? <laughs> Packers just walked it off. With Things, it. You know Field what? goal is overtime expired. The last place New England Patriots, That's right. everyone. You're in club dub, Kyle. You're in there with us because all three of our teams are above the Patriots in the AFC East. There's Things a point in my to life see. today where I was like, damn it, the Bills are going to be two and two with the Jets and Patriots. Tied for <laughs> that, last place. That moment, that thought crossed my mind today. Not a place you want to be. No, no, it's not. Uh, as far as Saquon, I owe Saquon an apology over the summer. We watched, uh, we watched all the teams and I have the Giants and Tell you what, if you watched it off last year's film, you wouldn't have think that that uh, Saquon Barkley was going to have a very successful season this year. And he is very clearly back to 100%. And uh, it, Joe, as you said, it's absolutely great to see him have the bounce back season that he is in the midst of having early on here. Very cool uh, for Saquon, who is a phenomenal talent coming out of Penn State. And... Uh, the explosiveness is back. And the, the thing about Saquon with his explosiveness is, is at his stature and with the level of explosiveness that he has, even if he misreads some stuff, he can still make stuff happen. And I think that's what we're seeing with Saquon. Kyle, what's uh, what's the play here with Saquon and the Giants? Contract year, uh, playing well. Is there a, we like what we have here. Let's continue to make him part of this offense and, Think about an extension, or is this a sell sell high if you can type situation? Well, you mean sell high like before the season start or before the season's yeah. over? Send them like I mean, trade so you're deadline. proposing trading Saquon Barkley at the trade deadline. I'm asking you <laughs> what what the play is here, man. The franchise tag total for running back last year was less than ten million dollars. I'm inclined. Chris has to a believe, thought. I'm well, inclined to believe you franchise tag him and give him another year to stay healthy and give give whoever's playing quarterback. You're going to change quarterback. You get make it a friendly environment if you can. Right? Are we two thoughts? 
this was not the original thought, but you just said something that is really just sticking up here. Are we sure they're going to be in a position to change quarterbacks at the end of the year? They're winning too many games. They are, confir- they are confirmed, have already confirmed one themselves out of the first overall pick. So, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's over. Statistically, so can- it won't happen. So just go with me on a little journey here really quick, gentlemen. We get to the end of the season. The Giants have four or five wins. They're not picking inside the top three. Can they they knowingly go into that offseason and say, yeah, we're going to cut bait with Daniel Jones and roll the dice that a quarterback gets to to us at pick five, pick six, pick seven? I don't think they're going to do that. Here's the thing. I don't think I would just keep Daniel Jones just for the sake of keeping Daniel Jones. Like You still have to make a decision in a vacuum. Right, you do. I, I don't. I, I don't disagree with that. I just think they're going to play themselves into this really awkward spot. Now, good for them. They're winning games. They're setting up a good, good culture for their young core. I'm all for that. It's just going to put them in a really awkward spot at the end of the year. Now, the second Perhaps. point. Go ahead. Okay. No, the second point I wanted to make is, and again, you, we talked about this last week, International Radio Day. That's my background. That's what I did here in Phoenix. And so the Cardinals are always just oh, front and center for me. This is the exact scenario that the Cardinals found themselves in with Hassan Reddick, a guy they took really high, was kind of not super productive. They didn't pick up the fifth-year option. And then in a contract year, he balled out. And they were like, well, are we sure he's good? Or was it just one year? And they let him walk. And now he's playing for somebody else. And, and, and he plays really well. So the, the, the Giants might be walking themselves into that situation now different regime who didn't make the pick so it's easier to just move on but i i don't see them just cutting bait with saquon i really don't neither do i and perhaps at this chris, point perhaps chris later this week for one of our other segments maybe like if we did baby big boards we could do quarterback options for the new york giants if they win five plus games or something like that. Wow. Mark it down. Mark it down. We have so many in the in the the backlog, but that's fine. We'll put this one at the top of the, the list. chamber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have one about visor coaches that's gonna come up here at some point. Did you see all that mess, Kyle, in the Discord over the weekend I, with I visors? Did. I all did. right. Yeah, so we, we might do that at some point. But the Giants one is a good one for this week. Sorry to sidebar. Please continue with your dudes. It's time we, for Kyle's uh, dudes. Are we ready for my set of dudes? I'm ready. My body is that a is thing ready. thing we can do. So I have two college and two pro. Uh, my two college dudes this past weekend staying in the Pac-12. Oh. Washington State quarterback Cam Ward and Oregon defensive lineman Brandon Dorless are my two college dudes. Uh, on the NFL side of things, I have Seattle Seahawks running back Rashad Penny and I have Detroit Lions tight end TJ Hawkinson from the Big 12 game that broke out between the Lions and Seahawks <laughs> on Sunday afternoon. Oh, man. We're talking let's, about these guys or what? Yeah, let's get there, but let's do start with Cam Ward, the Washington State quarterback, man. I feel like you and him have had a, a week together, it feels like, between the film study and then the game he had. What's up with uh, Mr. Ward? Yeah, so we did the All-22 film study on Friday, and we watched the Oregon tape, which is the game they played last weekend. And Houdini, I mean, just, just he... There's a lot of names that I could invoke that have recent draft history of being drafted very highly. I think the name that I'm most comfortable in... The two names that I'm most comfortable invoking right now, and it might not necessarily inspire you 
based on what these two players have done in the NFL to this point. But it's kind of like the super toolsy, athletic, uh, questionable resume quarterbacks to get drafted early. And they are Jordan Love and Trey Lance. And if Cam Ward plays to the caliber in which he played against Oregon last week and which he played again against Cal this week for the rest of the season, in my opinion, Cam Ward will have a better resume than both of those other quarterbacks. He, you know, silly mistake down in the red zone, way too overconfident in his arm on a scramble drill, throws an interception. Uh, the other interception that he had, he had two interceptions in the contest, uh, just kind of getting greedy, tries to, to lace one down the middle of the field, and the, the middle of the field safety is there and, and makes a play on a deep post. But, Joe, I sent you a couple clips. Mm-hmm. There was a bunch of clips I didn't send you for just the raw talent that Cam Ward has as a quarterback. And he's putting up the numbers now, and he's putting up the numbers now that they're in Big 12 or they're, they're in Pac-12 play. And you think about those two names that I've already invoked. They were first-round picks. Jordan Love regressed significantly his second year at Utah State as a starter on the NFL landscape or on the NFL radar. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance only played one season, period. Like, he has that kind of arm talent. And he has good athleticism. And he's lighting up Pac-12 defenses, which is more than you can say for either of the other two players that I've mentioned and invoked as f- recent first-round picks at quarterback. Like, it, this is a real thing. Like, turn on the tape and watch him play. It's a real thing. I watched that Oregon game on Thursday, and just the arm angles are, are insane. And uh, which is funny because we we had that conversation with Philip Rivers this summer in Alabama at the uh, Senior Bowl golf tournament, where it's like being able to throw around defenders and arm angles and and all of that. Like it definitely matters. I mean, I'm watching Baker Mayfield get every single pass <laughs> batted down at the line of scrimmage imaginable because he doesn't have that in his bag. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm feeling it with cam as well. And we also got a chance to meet cam over the summer, right? Yep. Sit down and talk with him and QB retreat I mean, in uh, Santa Monica. You feel, you feel good about him, right? As a guy, as a dude, you know, like this is a great personality, a leader. So this could be the quarterback that, you know, wasn't, he was on the radar. We knew then that he was a guy, right? But he's doing it against pac 12 competition, but he, he's, and that's something a lot of the quarterbacks have not done. Right. Right. I mean, he's he he will be in the first round of my next mock. Woo! I'm in. I, I was part of the film study. I'm in. All the way in. Push the chips in the middle. And Chris, I mean, we watched another quarterback, and I'm not going to sit here and throw the other kid under the bus, but... It, it was it was night and day. It we was watched another opposites. athletic, big-armed quarterback in the same film study, and we walked away from both of them. It's like, I draft Cam Ward 18 times out of 10 over this guy. So that's Cam Warren, who had, you know, Joe, you're talking arm angles, complete sidearm free rusher right in his face against Cal, about 35 yards down the field, sideline in the bucket with a defender in in, in the back pocket of the receiver for a touchdown pass mm. on, on Saturday. So Brandon Dorless, huh? Yeah, Dorless. lineman. Dorless, 290-pound defensive lineman for the Oregon Ducks. He's out of the Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner type mold. 
as a player. And he was a name who we kind of heard at the start of the season for uh, the freaks list, but he, you know, he played on the interior and now he's kind of playing a little bit more on the edge. He popped in that same Washington state Oregon film study. And then um, he had another, he went out and had another two sacks this weekend. So Brandon Dorless for what impressed me, of course, uh, over the course of the past two games that he's played in, in really kind of putting the Pac-12 under the microscope is the length and the hand usage and his ability to flatten and all of the things that we talk about. And he, he's doing it at 290 pounds. It's, it's the blend of athleticism that you could see he's starting to piece all of the things together as well. And from a traits and tools perspective, Joe, if I told you you have 6'6", 290, 34 and a half inch arms is probably going to run a 4.75, can bend, explosive first step, and now he's productive. How long do those guys stick around? Uh, not long. Not long. Not long. Sometimes they go number one overall. Right. And I'm not saying Brandon Dorless right. is the number one overall pick, but as a player who kind of came in and, and we kind of had the asterisk next to his name to say, hey, mm-hmm. let's see what he does this season. Let's see if he can live up to this. We've turned the calendar to October and he is absolutely living up to it. And that's a really exciting development. Yes, Chris. I'd just love to add a quick anecdote for the listeners of the show. We were watching Cam Ward in Washington State against Oregon. We went into that game with the idea of let's watch Cam Ward. We found ourselves watching other players in the game. Yeah. Dorless was one of those guys, right? You just ha- you just, he just pops when you're watching. And so it, that was a fun for me is because we went into this with like, hey, let's watch Cam. And then we found ourselves like distracted and watching other things too. It was it was a good time. Those are those are some of my favorite prospects, the ones that you don't mean to watch. And they, they force you. They are like, you yeah, to. okay, this is uh, this is getting ridiculous. So I haven't seen much of Doralus. I, I watched the week one game uh, against Georgia, but yeah, throw that tape in the trash. Yeah, for just about I haven't I haven't circled the, back. The so it sounds like a player I need to get to this week and uh, make sure make sure I have him appropriately stacked in my top one hundred. Some love for T.J. Hawkinson. My goodness, set a Detroit Lions record for most receiving yards by a tight end. Are you kidding yep. me? With the Hit, with the franchise Lions record. Just, who just they're in every game they play, no matter what, no matter how many points they're down in the fourth quarter, every game is going to be close and come down to the final possession. It's insane. Uh, yeah, he had himself a day uh, against Seattle, and as Chris mentioned, you know, franchise record eight receptions for 179 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he had an 81 yard reception uh, as a part of that formula for Hawkinson, and this is what. What's kind of fun is this is year four for TJ. And and TJ, as somebody who was drafted as early in the first round as he was, and you kind of hear about the the transition window for NFL tight ends and how it's a little bit longer. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he put up more than – he put up about 10% of his career receiving production came – today or yesterday uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. And just for an offense that has been very productive from a scoring perspective, you know, to see Hawkinson who was questionable this week at one point 
kind of emerge and elevate. They don't have DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams had an excellent game for Detroit as well. And um, I know they got a little bit of that kind of in garbage time where, where Seattle was up 10 points with under two minutes left and he got a big catch and run. And he was about a yard short of his third touchdown. Uh, so he he ha- almost had another touchdown in the midst of all of this. But just acknowledging TJ for uh, some of the growth and, and you shouldn't necessarily expect 200 yards every week. But uh, the 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 growth going into year four as a player who's kind of shown the flashes, oh, 367, 723, and 583 are uh, his receiving outputs, and he missed four or five games last year. I hope he stays healthy all year and puts it together because I think he can really live up to what his draft stock was, and this was a great look at that. The Lions got to play a little defense, man. They got to figure it out. Yeah, a that, little defense, a little, well, a little well, would if, help. <laughs> if they play a little, they're probably three and one. Yeah, we, we identified that preseason. We're like, man, I when I did the roster ranking and all that, it's like I I just don't I don't trust this unit. And even like a, I don't know how Akuda played today, but he had played a lot better. Or well, I mean he's he played and played well. I guess is probably the better way to frame it with Akuda. Um, but man, there's just there's just not enough there for that defense. Shout out DK Metcalf for the savvy move of taking the cart to go to the locker room to go to the bathroom. So hold on, hold on. It's only savvy because he because he's not actually hurt. Like, what do you think you you put your fans through so much when you do that? Nah, man. Do you go on the cart? Like your 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 fans are like, oh no, he's done. So was he driven to it, or how did this all go down? So he he got on the cart, got on the cart, driven, was driven off the field for a bathroom break to go into the locker room so he could go to the bathroom and then came back out man that's so he was you, you carded off which means your season's right. over in nfl terms right right, right. and so Everybody and freaked I think the ro- out for a minute right the roller coaster you put your fans through i think is something you have to consider in the moment yeah. i understand i chris, understand what you're doing but be careful chris let me ask you a question and then i know yes. we got to get into the mock and i have not opened the mock yet so i'm flying blind on the mock which so is very the best part is i can't access the mock yet because oh. we're technically oh. recording the show before it's out and it wasn't shared with me jamie only Bummer, shared it with dude. you guys here, Chris, I uh, I got you. Joe's, Joe's going to pass it your way. Um, I appreciate it. Have you ever, have you ever had like the popcorn flatulence? What? I, Wait, what? We're, popcorn <laughs> flatulence. Like every time either. you take a step, like it just pop, 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 like burp, 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 burp. Yes, right? but I thought you were talking to some flatulence induced by popcorn. I was like, brother, that's no, not no, no, that really no, 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 no. Just, just the description of like how yeah. like. I know what every you time mean. your yeah. foot hits the ground, the little thing squeaks mm-hmm. out. Like, yeah, what okay. happens if DK's in that spot? What do you want him to do? Run off the field and risk <laughs> emptying no, the I tank just, on the way out? I, I just want him to be a little bit more mindful of you know what he's putting his fans. Do you through, want him to, to take team. a sign and with a sharpie and write bathroom break? That would have worked better. I would have appreciated that a little more. I just don't blame the guy for not running off. If running off, meant he had to get a new pair of pants in the process. All right, the mock's open. I have the mock. The no love for Rashad Penny, huh? No, no, I wanted, I wanted to hear it. Yeah, let's go, tell us about Rashad Penny. I know he had a, some explosive runs. The bummer for Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny, is you're going to hear his name and you're always going to affiliate that with like bad first round pick. He was productive at the end of last year. Yeah, huge. And he was a closer for Seattle yesterday. And I get it; it's Detroit, and we have questions about the defense. But like Rashad Penny, the the big touchdown that he had late in the game to put Seattle back up 10 points when Detroit was trying to claw back in and seem like they had some momentum. 
he's a height, weight, speed, explosive guy. And he, he's healthy. He's seeing the field, the field well. He's putting cuts together really well. Uh, I think this is a pick that, that might age well and gracefully for Seattle, even though at the time of them making it, it probably wasn't a needs selection that made a lot of sense. Well, in now they have Ken Walker, but right, like Penny's probably <laughs> gone after this year. They're probably right. not going to pay him. I, that's going to be a fascinating market to monitor, right? If he's healthy and continues to kind of have a decent amount of production the rest of the way, like what demand is out there for him? That's going to be fascinating. But yeah, I think I, it, it's it, it is good to see because it wasn't his fault that he was a first round pick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> would you? But, yeah, what do you want him to say? No, thank you. Like, right? Yeah, he, he don't. It ain't his fault, man. You know. So uh, good for him showing some life, and obviously a guy that could be a, a sought after free agent this this uh, cycle. Very quietly well, averaged six point three yards per carry last year on one hundred nineteen carries, and through four games is averaging six yards per carry this year. If he continues to play at this level, and not necessarily putting together a game like he did today, but the end of last year and the entirety of this year, he's going to have a big enough sample size where I think teams in free agency that want to add to their running back room aren't going to think it's a fluke. Like, everyone yeah. at the end of last year was like, yeah, okay, but do it again, and he's going to do it again. If he does it again, I think now you're going to have two sample sizes to work off of. I mean, he's he's played in 41 career games. He's only started 10 of them, but he's played in 41 games. He has 329 career carries for 1,864 yards, 5.7 yards per carry average for his career. And I don't think we're sitting here writing books about how great the Seattle offensive line is. No. So good he, on, he, good he's on him. He's a very good football player. Yeah. And I agree. The market there is going to be really interesting to watch if he keeps, it, keeps this up. All right. Uh, is this Brentley Weissman? That's who it is. Version two, I think, for him of the, of the cycle. Brantley Weissman, version two. Kyle, it is safe to pull back the curtain. Okay. I'm open. I'm clicking open. Okay. You've clicked open. It's a lot to talk about. Mm. Oh, oh, what got you the mm? number two overall? Well, really? Seattle yeah. Seahawks, Geno Smith's balling out. Brantley says, I don't care. Updated Super Bowl odds have Seattle at two. I'm giving them Bryce Young. Q, QB one off QB the board, one. Bryce. Yeah, QB, QB one, yeah. one off the board. Will Anderson stays flat. Just kind of looking at these names at the top. The top, I don't know, eight. Which of these teams actually gets the first overall pick that you think would not be Will Anderson right now? Wow. Can can you can you ask the question one more time? Can I just hear it? I just want to so hear it again. So the the top eight teams in accordance to the updated Super Bowl odds are Houston, Seattle, Atlanta, New York Jets, Chicago Bears, Carolina Panthers, Washington Commanders, Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, that is updated Super Bowl odds. So don't get mad at right. us for the draft order. Out of those eight teams, which of them actually getting the first round pick, the first overall pick, would result in a player other than Will Anderson being the pick? Carolina Panthers is one. Yeah, that's I would I would think Washington would pick the quarterback, right? Probably. Chris, if the Jets are picking one, things might have gone terribly terribly wrong. I don't expect the Jets to be there. 
But I'm just saying they're in the top eight, and if they pick number one, then I think we're going to have to have a reevaluation of some things. Seattle right, would because pick they'd the have to lose too. out. Seattle would pick, right, it, they, especially with the second first round pick. They got to pick the quarterback. Or would they pick Will Anderson and then come back and draft local product Cam Ward with well, their second first round pick? Wow. Look at, look at Kyle already intriguing. Look at Kyle already giving away the picks in his next mock draft. No, not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. Oh. Uh, because Brentley stayed flush and gave Will Anderson to, to Houston at one, and they just thought it was an interesting question to ask. Can, man, can we talk about another pick? I'm sorry. There's something I really need to get off my chest. Yeah. The Chicago Bears are going to do the even more high-variance, high-risk version of Jamar Chase Penny Sewell. Yeah, Chicago. They cannot take a wide receiver. It's t- it's it's the Jamar Chase Penny Sewell thing that the, that the Bengals went through with Burrow, but with 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 a worse situation, and you still don't know what you have at quarterback. Chicago's just a tough team right now to to mock anything for. Right, because you're not going to get good value, and an offensive no. tackle already went in front of Chicago at four. Right. right. Jalen Duncan was off before the Bears even picked. Brentley gave him Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from USC. That well, in this Commanders with a co- with a cornerback is starting to make more sense to me. Way Fuller's playing obviously, but St. Juice has been decent. William Jackson's he, he can still play, right? He's just banged up. Yeah. What number nine? or I guess it's number eight, Pittsburgh getting Jalen Carter is just crazy to me. Yeah, and I know Carter got banged up in that scare against Missouri. I don't. I didn't see an update on his status, but um, he's much better than the eighth overall play. This would be a very Pittsburgh Steelers thing to happen. Yeah. What? How underwhelmed would you be for Pittsburgh's offense? That's, I, that's where I – like Jalen Carter's such a good player, like they should pick him. But man, with the way this offense is, like they need it so much. They need O line and they need another guy at receiver. How surprised are we to see QB four still be Anthony Richardson? Very surprised. Very surprised. And maybe that's because the Giants and Dayball and Tools, but man, that's hard for me to that's hard for me to find a spot right now for Anthony Richardson in the first round. Yeah. For he has the best physical tools of of probably any of them, but at the same time, like it has to come together a little bit more in my mind. Like I will probably operate into the assumption that Richardson is not going to come out. Yeah, for the same. time being. Same to you to use the quote from TDN's Ray Garvin. You can have all the tools, but you got to build something with them. Oh, I like that. Ray with a gem. I really quote. like this stretch of picks. 17, 18, 19. Yes. That that is speaking my language. <laughs> wow. That's great podcasting right there, Joe. Pick 17, 18, 19. Yes. Yeah, so that's Texans, Texans getting Trenton Simpson. Can you talk linebacker. me into this? Because I don't know that I necessarily love the Texans drafting a linebacker. Just a good player. You know, and I I don't he I kind of feel like the Texans have just sort of done that, right? With Stingley and then going and getting Kenyon Green and Jalen Petre and like, I, Damian Pierce. Like, I don't know. They just, I sort of like it. I like 20 and 22. 
Joey Porter Jr. to Minnesota. Dude is bald this year. I will give him absolute credit. Now he's going to have some big tests because they got Michigan and Ohio State coming up in October. So we're going to find out real quick about Joey Porter Jr. and, and how much of it is, well, the teams they're playing versus Joey himself in a vacuum. Uh, and then Darnell Washington at 22 to Cincinnati. I know that might not necessarily be a super sexy pick, but we're, we're Chris is out here worried about Joe Mixon. You know, a good way to help Joe Mixon, get a get a tight end in here who can block. And I know Drew Sample's supposed to be that guy. He's banged out. Oh, I he believe stinks. he just got put on IR. I didn't know that, but I watched his tape against Dallas, and I thought he was a liability as a blocker. It's because he is. I think I think that was the same conclusion Kyle and I came to because we watched that game two weeks oh, ago. Oh, did you? Yes. Yes, we did. Yep, we did that in the film study two weeks ago on Friday. I like pick yeah. number 25. Yeah, because it's the Fosky down here at 25. The, yeah, they, the Ravens? The Ravens? Need the Ravens too, man. We got to fight them. They need rushers, dude, like bigly. Yeah, Owe had his first sack. Uh, yesterday yeah. against Buffalo was kind of an extended play. Right. Um, he, they got Jason Pierre, Paul, and and Justin Houston. Are there other two like big name rushers right now? Yeah, they they need guys. If they get Foskey at twenty five. That'd be a hell of a pick for them. We're to riot. Uh, I see that Brentley fell into the Bijan problem. We did. Yep, just slotted him at 30. thirty and said, "I'm, I'm." He can't fall out of the first, so right and get get yelled at by Eagles fans, and you know well, he just, did he did well with pick one. He gave him Cam Smith from South Carolina, so I think he did okay when it's all said and done. I mean, how could you if if you're Philly and you're th- th- with that how roster? Not? How would you not be happy with Cam Smith and Bijan Robinson? Like those are just good players. Regardless, it makes your team even more dynamic. Regardless of whether Howie would act, quote unquote actually pick a running back or not, like right, you're playing with house money at this point. It's a toy. Go out and get a new toy for your your new quarterback that you you guys are balling out with. It's the right. lone undefeated and, team in the NFL. And don't sit here and 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 try to figure out like pay Miles Sanders or not. Like don't just don't right, do just it. Skip that whole right, deal. Just, <laughs> just get somebody. I, I don't think it matters. Right, like. Don't commit your cap space to him. You're, you got such a good situation going. Like, and you have young players that are going to be expensive to keep. Like, don't be tying up money in your running back room. Any other thoughts as we put this uh, put this Monday show to bed? Um, no, I love that Broderick Jones pick for the Colts at eighteen, but that's it. That would be a huge upgrade versus what yeah. has been a huge concern for the Colts who are now, um, I mean, I, I guess to be fair, they're, what, a game and a half out of out of first place in the South, yeah. but a couple of two and two teams, and they, they are one, two, and one, so they're still in the thick of it, but um, cannot really afford to start losing divisional games w- with how they're playing right now. They, they're going to have to turn a corner pretty quick, but that would be a huge upgrade for them. I agree. It's going to do it for today's episode of Draft Dudes. I want to thank our friends over Bet Online for their continued support of the show. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, make it a great rest of your Monday. Happy Victory Monday to those of you who are celebrating. Hope to talk to you guys again tomorrow. Make sure you hit subscribe on the pod. Talk again soon. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. 
while you are at it. Help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.